High Praise Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you. So I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. We're really blessed. We're really honored tonight. Uh, I'll make a really corny joke. I've got somebody, a minister tonight, who's going to come minister. He's been like a brother to me for about 30 years now, um, which is ever since he was born. Uh, But Pastor Micah and Chelsea, they're here tonight. They uh, are lead pastors over at High Praise Crestview. Uh, They started, uh, assumed a church that was in existence. We kind of, uh, it was dwindled to where there wasn't much of a church that was in existence, but there was a building, and uh, they took over in kind of the, uh, and we rebranded to High Praise, uh, kind of at the best time to launch a church, right in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, they assumed and took over a church, and uh, they've just done incredible. God's blessed uh, so mightily over in Crestview, uh, and they're they're growing and it's booming and exploding and God's doing great things and ministering to a lot of people, a lot of lives being impacted and changed. Of course, if you've been around here any length of time, there are no strangers. Uh, Micah and Chelsea were kids pastors for a decade, almost a decade, did youth for how long? Six or seven years, long time. Uh, of course, Chelsea led worship. Uh, Micah is the animal back on the drums for many, many years. You don't really play much anymore, do you? He doesn't play. We're all, you played one time in Crestview? We're all, we're just old and retired from that now, uh, Mike and I both. If you were here a couple weeks ago, though, I got, you got to get a little taste of me on the guitar. Um, I wasn't trying to elicit a, a response for that. Uh, Mike and I, though, we played together every week for a long time on worship. And uh, I told people, I said, it's just different when you're brothers and you're both rhythm instruments. We would just look at each other and just like, we didn't have to say anything. We just communicated without words or anything. It's like we knew exactly where to go. Uh, But Micah and Chelsea, Pastor Micah and Chelsea, uh, anointed, powerful, doing an incredible job over in Crestview. And we're going to be blessed to receive from their ministry tonight. So I want us to stand where honor and give honor where honor is due. And let's welcome Pastor Micah as he comes tonight to bring the word. Come on, high praise. Let him know you love him tonight. Amen. 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 Sit down. Sit down, everybody. It's good to be here tonight, High Praise Panama City. How many love Jesus in this room tonight? Amen. Obviously, we love Jesus the most out of everything, but how many also love your pastors? My brother, Pastor Joshua Miranda. Amen. And Apostles Robert and Stacey, you know, we're grateful to be here this evening, just so thankful to get to minister. Uh, when Pastor Robert asked me if we come, it's like an obvious, yeah, we'll make it, absolutely, it's going to happen. Uh, but I'm really excited about tonight, I believe that God wants to speak something uh, here in this room to you this evening. But first of all, I want to say thank you once again, just on the heels of what uh, Pastor Joshua was saying, or Bruce of Ham Lincoln was saying a moment ago, that that we are just, uh, High Praise Crestview is doing incredible, and we're thankful for all of you that have been partnering with us in prayer, for those of you that have been praying for us, and uh, other ways as well. As a matter of fact, this past weekend, we had uh, Bruce and Janet Brogdon uh, over at High Praise Crestview with us, and Pastors Will and Barbara Holloway. We are currently training people in life restoration ministries, so we can get that finally up off the ground there in Crestview, because there's people that really need it. Uh, in our, it, There's some people that need it, amen? I mean, you need it too, but, uh, but there are people that need it, 
and we're just we're we're excited to get that ministry up and, and going. And we're so thankful that we have High Praise family because there's even though there's there's distance in between, the heart is the same. There's a community heart that is the same. And we're thankful that we have family that help not just personal family, natural blood family, but spiritual family too. Listen, family is so much, we're gonna talk about some of this tonight. Family is so much deeper than just, hey, you're my brother, you're my sister in the natural. Matter of fact, there are people, spiritual family that I have that I am closer to than some natural family. And there are spiritual, there's spiritual, there's spiritual family that have spoken more destiny over my life than some people that are bloodline family in my life. And some of us have put distance between us and spiritual family that we really need to have in our lives and instead clung, uh, have come closer to the blood family. And I'm not saying that you need to excommunicate family, amen. I'm saying, still include your family. I'm, I'm off on a tangent already. But anyways, we also, but we need spiritual family and for some some of you, you need spiritual family to speak over your children. Sometimes, sometimes you need a voice that isn't yours to echo the same thing that you've already told them. Just like tonight, I'm going to say some things you've probably heard Pastor Joshua and Pastor Robert say numerous times. And you've went, mm, mm. but tonight something's going to click and something that I say probably, and you go, it'll be the exact same thing. But because it came from a different voice, you happen to receive it a little bit differently. The same thing goes with your children, with you yourself. You need a community of believers to belong to, a spiritual family, a spiritual legacy to surround yourself with so that they can speak promises, destinies, callings over your list and call forth the purposes of God and bring them forth out of you. You need community and you need family, amen? I love what God's doing here. I love hearing about the incredible things that y'all are, are doing for Callaway Elementary and the other schools and other uh, organizations here in Panama City. That's awesome. That's incredible things. And that is the kingdom of God at work here on the earth. Amen. That, you, you, how many of you know what our vision statement is here at High Praise? We are equipping believers, building families, and doing what? That is furthering the kingdom of God. Pastor Joshua said it a moment ago, we didn't go up, y'all didn't go up to kids and say, hey, let me introduce you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We just want to grill you a burger and let you know, hey, we love you. And see, if you love purely and you love correctly, they will know that Jesus loves them without Jesus loves you even coming out of your mouth because you're loving with a pure heart. Anyways, let's, let's open up our Bibles. Y'all want to open up your Bibles today? Let's open up our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I want to share a quick message this evening. When I say quick, I mean about five hours. And uh, we're going we're gonna to title this this evening, Complete in Community. Complete in Community. You know, in the day and age that we live in, it's very easy uh, to be a spiritual and physical hermit crab. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Especially, you know, 2020, we went through COVID. 2021, there's still some lingering of that. 2022, there's still some minor stuff still going on. And, uh, you know, we obviously went, we were at home for a while and other different various things. And we cr kind of created a new normal in that time and in that season. And we got really good at doing church at home. And now listen to me. I want you to hear me. There was nothing wrong with that season of having church at home. 
It, I, we believe that that was the best thing to do for our church body, for Panama City. We believe that at that time, that was the best thing for us to do in the health and well-being of everybody. But listen to me. There comes a time for everything. There are times and there are seasons. And the season of sitting at home and doing everything at home is kind of starting to dwindle out now. You know, it got really easy, you know, and I, I hope this doesn't change, actually. I'll be honest with you. Now, some of you are like, maybe you're an avid moviegoer. But I loved the fact, I think it was Trolls World Tour, whenever it came out. They released that in digital format while it was supposed to be in theaters. Saved my family about $75 because I rented it at home, bought some Orville Redenbacher popcorn, and got Dollar Tree candy. You know what I'm talking about? Huh? Great value. Yeah, we don't buy the, who am I kidding? We don't buy, we don't buy on brand. It may have even been, what is it, Dollar General's brand, whatever it was. Probably was, Clover Valley, yeah. Probably was. During that time, that season, we got we, movies at home, work at home, church at home, and we got really good at being in isolation and keeping people out. And we distanced ourselves to a point that we got such an isolation that it became more comfortable to be in isolation away from everyone else because I didn't have to deal with other people's mess. I didn't have to encounter people I didn't like. I, I, you want to grow in the spirit? Encounter some people you don't like. You'll grow, you'll realize real quickly, I got to rely on the fruit of the spirit. The spirit of God's got to flow through me in a new way. Well, we got really good at pushing people out and pushing people away in that season. But listen to me, that is not how God wants you or intended for you to live in your life. I want you to, you may want to write this, write this down. Community completes you. I'm going to show you this in scripture here in a moment. And I'm also going to balance this because there is a pendulum shift on the other side that is a problem too. And I'll talk about that maybe a little bit here tonight. But God's original design for you is that you were created by community, for community, you may want to write this down, to live in community, to change your community, to bring the community of heaven to earth. I'm going to say that one more time. This is the main thought for tonight. God's original design for you is you were created by community, for community, to live in community, to change your community, to bring the community of heaven to earth. Are you in Genesis chapter 1, 26? I hope you found that uh, tonight. It is the first book of the Bible when you opened up, maybe like page like 10 or something on, in your Bible. It says this, then God said... Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. The scripture says, let us, us. Now, now this is God speaking, right? And, and, and he's not talking, is there anything else created yet? No, I mean, there, there's no other person that is created yet. But he's speaking to himself here. And he's saying, let us make man in our our image, let's say my image, our image, and in our likeness. 
think about that for a second and let that really soak for a second because God is a community in himself, okay? Some of y'all already scratching your head going, what are you talking about? He is the Godhead, what? Three in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So God is speaking here and he's saying, let's make man in the image of the community that I am. Now, I don't look like God. You know who I look like? Jesus. So you, you don't look like Jesus. Where's your long hair? You got a faded mohawk. <laughs> no, but Jesus was made in, in the form of what? Man. So I, I look like a human, just as Jesus did. And I have the heart of the Father, the heart of God is within me. And I have the power of his spirit. You were created in community. You are a byproduct of community. And he's making people made in the image of community. You know, whenever your parents got together and they said, what happened? You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. And they gave the winky eye at each other. And then a baby was made, right? That's how it happens. <laughs> Something like that. It was community, two people coming together to make another. There was community that took place to make another one. In other words, community made somebody who is supposed to be a part of community. You were made by community for community. So God created you now for community. You know, I believe that we can look the most like God when we're living in community. We can look the most like Jesus when we're living in community. You know, Jesus lived in community. Jesus had disciples, but he also had friends. We like to think Jesus was just this really, really serious guy walking around all the time. You know, like, just like, like a, just, just no jokes. No smiles, nothing. Je Jesus had friends. Jesus may have had a campfire occasionally and talked and just had conversation with people and just, just had fun with people, just enjoyed. Jesus went to a wedding. I'm telling you, Jesus went, uh, we won't go there tonight. Jesus went and had some fun, okay? It's okay to have fun, y'all. Okay? It's okay. It's okay to have fun. He had disciples, but he also had friends like Mary and Martha and Nicodemus. These people were in Jesus' community. When you're living to serve others in community, you look like Christ. Jesus came to do what? To serve, not to be served. So whenever you are serving your brothers and sisters in Christ, when you're serving other people, Jesus said it like this, when you do it as unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. In other words, whenever you do it for others, when you do it for people who are in need, you're doing it as to me, which also means this, that I am actually fulfilling what Jesus has called me to do in the moments that I'm helping others. Philippians 2.4 says it like this. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You know, in this church, you'll hear a lot. You know, I, I've growing up here, obviously, and then taking what we've done here and kind of transporting uh, it to Crestview as well. One thing that I know that we always uh, uh, put emphasis on here at High Praise is there is a place for you 
You're important. You have a calling, ability, a talent on your life. There's something that God has placed on you for the whole body to receive from. How many believe that today, that there's something that God's put on you, whether it be, you know, the gift of prophecy or whether it's just the gift of flipping burgers, whatever it is. Listen, High Praise Crest, I'll give you for instance. We have a young man in our church. It's a young family of five, and we call this guy the muffin man. I'll tell you why in a second. The reason we call him the muffin man is because they started coming to the church not long ago, and um, I preached a message on, you know, uh, your gifting, talents, abilities, so on and so forth, and talking about how God has something for you to, to, to fulfill and, and to, to uh, serve the house and so on and so forth. And so he came to us and said, hey, I went to um, like bakery school, uh, culinary school. I said bakery school. Yeah, we're, we're from Crestview, okay, bakery school. <laughs> means he worked at Publix for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, so, so, so he comes and says, hey, I, I, I went to culinary school and, and, I, and I'm, I can bake things. And I, this is what I want to do. I just want to start baking goods on Sunday morning. Every Sunday, I just want to bring baked goods, muffins, whatever. And he surprises us every week. We don't even know what he's going to bring. Every week, we have homemade baked goods. Now, y'all don't skip churches because, you know, ch because we got, no, it ain't worth it, okay? It ain't worth it. Y'all stay planted, planted in the house of the Lord, amen? Flourish in the courts of their God. Listen, but, I mean, he, he brought some pumpkin whoopie pies the other, night, the other day that were out of this world. Imagine an oatmeal cream pie, but instead of the oatmeal, it's like pumpkin cake. Oh, it, it's pumpkins, ooh, it was good. He bought, he's brought homemade honey buns and all these things. I say all that to say this. I made the statement kind of at Jonathan over here of your gift. And he's got far more gifting, talents, and abilities than that. He plays the drums incredibly. He, 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 he can pray over people. He's a great. I've seen him in the altar praying over people. He's incredible at that as well. And, but, but he's also really good at smoking a pig. And for any of the men that were in the men's event, come on. That pig was delicious. I, and, and so I say that, say that every single gifting, talent, and ability that is on your life can be used for the good of the kingdom of God if you'll actually get connected to the community and actually use what, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's what my daddy used to always tell me. You don't use it, you lose it. Listen, if you don't use what God's placed on your life, you will actually miss out on things and you'll lose things. And eventually you can actually begin to lose that talent and ability and gifting. It's just like Pastor Joshua was talking about tonight about how we play drum. I used to play drums and bass. And it wasn't long ago that Panama City needed me to play some drum tracks there in Crestview. And so I, was, I got back there. I had to listen to the song I was laying down drum tracks for for like two hours straight because I hadn't played in months. And I got behind the set. And I botched it the first couple takes through, okay? For me personally, for my, for, for, for my level that I wanted to be at, I botched it completely because I have stopped playing. So I, I say that it says, when you don't use something, what happens is you begin to lose that ability, gifting, talent, and ability in your life. That's why it's important to continue to be plugged in, to continue to be planted, to not take siestas and months and two months and three months breaks to where I just can't. Listen, I understand. I, I, please don't understand. I can say this because I don't have the pastor anymore, okay? Listen, I understand burnout and I understand these things, but if your passions are in the right place, it'll really keep you from getting burnt out. If you view what you're doing as serving people, it will keep you from getting burnt out. 
It, 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 whenever you do everything as unto the Lord, it helps keep you from being burnt out. I'm not saying you don't have to ask, hey, I need a week off. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying don't, don't just give up on what God's called you to do for six months because you got mad because a parent came back to kids' church or nursery and, and kind, of, you kind of disagreed with one another on something for a second. Man, stay planted and keep doing what you're called to do. Huh? Anyways, amen. Some of y'all, some of y'all get this tonight. God didn't create you to be a loner, an outcast, and all alone. This mindset will end in destruction. The Bible says there's a way that seems right unto a man, but ends in death. It ends in destruction. We find in the story of creation that God's looking, and every time he creates something, he says what? This is good. Y'all ever read the story of creation before? He creates this and goes, oh, man, that's good. He creates something else, like, oh, man, that's really good. He goes, hey, that's good. That's good. He goes on, keeps creating these things. And then he creates man, and he goes, okay. And if you look over in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, this is the first time that God says something is not good. First time you can find recorded in Scripture, so this is not good. He says, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. For the first time Recorded, God says, hold up, pump the brakes. This is not good, okay? He is by himself. Think about this. Adam is created in perfection. There's no sin in the world, perfect relationship with the Lord in a perfect environment. And even in the perfect environment, God still says it's not good that man be alone. If God would say that in a perfect environment where there's no sin, with a perfect relationship with the Lord, how much more is he saying it about you who has to go to your job that is full of the stuff that you deal with how much more is God saying it about you young person who's going to the schools and you're having to be uh, uh, you're facing things every day with other students and teachers and all these different things there's talks of anxiety and all these things going on in your world how much more is God looking at you every time you try to go into your corner and your hiding place and just get away in isolation from everyone else how much more is God looking at you and saying this is is not good that you are alone. Young person, listen to me. There's somebody in here tonight that you have been that way. There's somebody in here this evening. You're, you're, you're a youth. I, I just feel like it's like about 15 years old. That's just what, what I'm sensing and feeling. There's somebody in here about 15 years old, and you have been like that. You've been pushing everyone out of your life. Your parents are pushed out. Your friends are getting pushed out and all these, your church friends are gone now because you've totally pushed them away. And I hear the Lord saying, stop, it's not good that you're, you may think this is the right way, but it is not good. If that's you, I want you to receive that right where you're at tonight because I believe that God wants to change the, the, your course this evening through this message and really do something within your life and put you back on the right track so that you can be complete in community, amen, amen. So he says, it's not good. He's looking at us now and said, hey, if you try to be by yourself, it's not good. We need people. We need healthy community. That's why God made someone who was comparable or the same thing. That's why God created Eve. We need people in our life. What's really being said here is God is saying, I need to create some sort of healthy relationship or community for Adam to have. He couldn't have community with a giraffe. Anybody ever try? Listen, Adam was not Dr. Doolittle. 
right? He could not talk to animals, and animals were not talking to him. There was not a compare, there was no one made comparable to him. He needed somebody, and he needed a healthy community. I'm gonna say that again, because not all community is healthy community. I'll say that one more time with somebody to hear it. Not all community is healthy community. You can have community with the wrong community. Sometimes it can be the wrong stage of life community. That's unhealthy for you. Sometimes it can be a wrong community in the way of a community that is heavily engaged in sinful activity. And you're, you're just too close with that community. I'm not saying you can't be the light to that community, but I'm saying you're getting too close and too familiar with that community. There's so many different things that could be. It could be a gossiping community. Because listen to me, gossiping ain't godly, okay? It ain't. Don't do it. You can, you can have the community with complainers, community with gripers, community with gossipers, and the list could go on and on. Or we could even, this is one of the, th- I think, <clears throat> probably if we're really honest tonight, this is probably the most unhealthy community that we naturally gravitate towards as humans. Common enemy community. Okay? All of us gather around this one thing, and the one thing is we don't like this one person. Or we don't like this one organization. Or we don't like this one thing. And because we all don't like this one thing, that means that we have a common unity on this thing. And so now we can have a community together. Because that's, I'm ahead of myself a little bit, but that's what community is. It's where unity is common or where there is common unity. Where you are common uniting around one thing. And listen to me. The healthy community, the, the, the anchor for every healthy community should always be Jesus. Your common unity should always be around Jesus. You know, I loved it today. Uh, Pastor Chelsea and I, we get the opportunity monthly uh, there in Crestview, something that we got involved in called a prayer network luncheon. And we get to have uh, lunch with the mayor and... Um, Many other prayer leaders and pastors and other leaders there uh, from churches in Crestview. And I love this lunch. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I'm like, do I have to go today? I, I got a lot to do. <laughs> I don't want to. But, but Pastor says, like, I already told him we're going. We're going. Okay. But what I love about it the most is this. We have Baptist churches represented in there. We have Nazarene churches represented. We have all different kind of churches that are represented in there that are ministering to our community through us all having a common unity of Jesus. Okay? We are all ministering. We have a, there's a church of the Nazarene there in Crestview that they do what's called dinner with dads. They feed the homeless every single Sunday. And listen to me, they're not making them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, okay? They are literally going and catching fresh fish and frying fresh fish with cheese. I mean, it's better than the meals that I eat on Sunday sometimes, okay? And so they're, they're making good Good meals for them every single Sunday for free. They just do it. As, as a church, they just do it. I, I love this because, once again, we, we are made, I'll say this again, I said at the beginning of the message, we are made by community, for community, to live in community, to do what? Change our community to bring the community of heaven to earth. That is doing that. 
That is. But we need to have the common unity of Jesus. You need some same people, not, not insane, and not sane, but same people. People of common, healthy relationships. Now let me say this while I'm here, if I can. Community is also though never a replacement, okay, listen, it is never a replacement, especially between husband and wife, it is never a replacement between the relationship of husband and wife. If you're filling the void of the, that your wife should be filling through community, you are in unhealthy community. That is not healthy for you. And because it's not healthy for you, it's not healthy for your spouse because the Bible says two become what? One flesh. So you're not just doing yourself a disservice, you are also hurting your spouse. And the same thing goes husbands, wives, wives, husbands. So either, either way, we have to be careful and guard ourselves from not getting so wrapped up. And listen, this, is, this, is, this, is, um, this happens in the work culture and in work life. People get, people get uh, work husbands and work wives. And it's inappropriate and it's wrong. And what they do is they replace the relationship community that's supposed to be, be, that is supposed to be sacred between a husband and wife, and they begin to let outside sources into their marriage and begin to confide things in other people that they would never confide in their spouse, and then you have an unhealthy community. Break that off and change it, baby. Okay? Healthy community, healthy marriage. It shouldn't, and listen to me. If you're having so much community time that you don't have you two time, you also need to change that. Because listen, you need you two time. Okay? You need that time between husband and wife, between spouses. And not only that, <clears throat> let me go as further and say this. If it's cutting into your time with your children, and you're filling all this time with other people and all this, and you're constantly shoving your kids off somewhere else or into a room, and you're not actually taking time and spending with them and loving on them, but, but, but you know what? You've got a good community of people, but you're losing the community of your household. You're losing the influence in their life, but you're gaining influence in these people's life, but, you're, but, you're, but your kids, who you're called to look after, there are gifts of the, from the Lord is what the Bible says. Amen? Let's have healthy community, amen? Let me keep going before I, I just keep on. and get, I'm not trying to get on to anybody tonight, okay? This is just what the Lord put on my heart. I believe that the Lord is really doing a new community work here at this church. You know, with Pastors Joshua and Miranda being here, I know that's part of their heart because we talk a lot because we're brothers. And so we talk at least once a week, if not more. And normally he calls it the most inopportune times. <laughs> Using the restroom like, hello, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, but then he goes, hey, <laughs> run back, you know. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> that doesn't happen, it's a joke. Now, Pastor Robert on the other, no, just play. <laughs> Pastor Robert always calls me at 11 o'clock. Sitting down with my family to eat lunch, and Pastor Robert, okay, got to answer this real quickly. But well, we talk a lot. And, um, you know, 
part of their heart, and you hear it from them, is ministering to the community that is outside of these four walls, but through what? Through the community that is in these four walls. We need the community that comes here to reach there. You will never properly reach the community outside the four walls if the community of the four walls don't show up. We need people. We need people. You, you say you want to reach the lost and the broken? That's how you do it. That is how you do it. Not, listen, I was, we, <laughs> Lord have mercy. We were in Atlanta, Georgia not too long ago. Pastor Chelsea and I went away for her birthday. We went up there, had an enjoyable time, just us two. We had that time where we just pushed the kids away and I was playing. It was just us two for two, two, for two nights. And um, well, y'all know because they were here, I think, on Sunday morning that week. And um, I went to the, we were in down, down, down in downtown Alpharetta, which is a beautiful area. And I, I said, man, I got to use the restroom real bad. So I, we found the bathroom. It's like in a place where, like, you're afraid to go to. You know what I'm talking about? One of those kind of bathrooms. It's in a parking garage, like, around the corner, down the hallway. Yeah, the light's blinking at the end. Yep, that's it right there. Go in there. That's one of those. I go in there and go to use the restroom and look down. And, and God bless the person who put it here. I got a picture of it somewhere because I, I, I wanted to take a picture because it's a great one. And there's a track sitting there. And I'm like, I wonder if somebody has ever actually in 2022, maybe these worked like 1980s, maybe something like that. But we're in 2022 and people are still leaving trash. This is not going to further. I, I am not going to get saved while I am using the restroom, okay? It's not going to happen. We need, we need people to reach, to have face-to-face -face with people, to communicate to people, to minister to people, to love on people, to care for. Sometimes you just need to ask somebody how they're doing and actually mean it. Some, some of us are fake. We are fake. Meaning this, we go, oh, how you doing? And then if somebody actually said, I actually need prayer for this and so forth, you go, Oh, that's awesome, because that's just your response. Because when you ask somebody, hey, how you doing? And normal response, the, the normal day-to-day -day response you get from a cashier is, oh, I'm doing really good, or something like that, or I'm making it, or one of those. And you're like, oh, okay, you know. And we get so used to that when someone actually has a need, we have adjusted ourselves to just respond with, oh, okay. Because we don't really, we're not really asking because we care. We're just doing it because it's the southern nicety to do. Hey, baby. Hey, Suge. How you doing? You know? I, listen, I, when people call me honey in the drive-thru, I cringe. Don't do that, y'all. My wife doesn't like it either. Hmm. Sometimes great ministry is done in just, hey, how are you doing? Like, is there anything you need prayer for? Can I, can I, I mean, hey, How's your, how's your job? Are you, do, you, do you like your, just simple questions can be the greatest minister of the gospel to people because it shows that you care about people. Jesus cared about people. Often you can read how he was moved with compassion. And let me just go ahead and say this while I'm here. Oftentimes, whenever you find that he was moved with compassion, 
was next thing that happened is he moved in miracles. Because guess what? You have to care about somebody before you'll do something for somebody. And some of us, the reason you're not laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. And some of us, the reason that we're not really walking in the power and the authority that God has called us to walk in is because we don't care about people enough. People are just another tally mark that we see in a day. But we actually have to start caring about the community that we live in through the community that we are. Amen? Amen. Let's keep going. Amen? You'll get something out of this tonight? I hope so. So one of the reasons we have this church is because, because God birthed it back in 1997. Pastor Robert had a word and just, you know, went to Bishop Hambody. Many of you have heard the story. And God birthed the church and opened up doors, Strasbourg Dance Studio, all these different things. We have it because God birthed it, and he birthed it to be a community where same people can fulfill his will. Write this down. God moves in community or common unity. God moves in community or common unity. We see this in Acts chapter 2 in the day of Pentecost. Cain says they were all together in one accord, in one place. Guess what they were? They were gathered in community. And they had a common unity that they were actually there to pray. They were all united under a common thing. And listen to this. The reason they received what God was doing was because they were in the place where their community was. Or we could say it like this. They were in the room where it happens. Huh? They were in the place that God moved. They were in the room. Listen to me. Do you know before it was the upper room, it was just a room? We think about this story, and we don't think about these people as normal people. They are like gods themselves who could do no wrong and could not miss something and had no things going on in their life. Listen, they were living in a time of oppression, much more than their Facebook account being deactivated. You call that oppression, they would laugh at you. Because that is, that, oh, we won't go there today. They were living in a time of oppression. Guess what? They had children. Guess what? Children cry. Tonight, Reagan worship song. Reagan's doing really good in worship. Y'all, maybe some of you have seen him. He runs back and forth. And blah, blah, you know, his hair's bopping everywhere. And the worship song came, slow song came. He goes, my wig are tired. And I said, no, you're going to stand up. I held his arms up. Prayed with them, praised with them anyways. They, they had kids. They, they, they were people. You know what? They probably had disappointments in their life. They probably had frustrations. They probably had all these things. And then they said, hey, let's all gather in a place and pray together. Could you imagine being Bobby who decided not to go to that room that day? Bobby's like, man, I had to wash my clothes. Couldn't come to the upper room, couldn't come to the room that day. Do you imagine being Sarah that said, Oh, my kids will just cry too much. I'm not gonna, my, my kids don't like the childcare. I'm not gonna go. And then going, I missed where God moved. 
We laugh at that. But we are those people. We're the Bobbies and the Sarahs sometimes. Huh? If your name is Bobby or Sarah, I don't mean to offend you. I'm not talking about you specifically, okay? This is the Wednesday night crew. I'm talking about the, the Sunday morning crew, okay? I'm just playing. I'm just, it's a joke, okay? Y'all are the faithful people. Could you imagine being that way, though? We do act that way sometimes. Well, my kids got football, so I can't bring them to youth anymore. Hmm. My dad, Joshua, could, he told the story on Sunday. We were told, if it interferes with church, it ain't for you. <laughs> I, I remember I played one year of tackle football. I love to talk about it because it's the only time I played tackle football. And I, yes, I was only like in third grade, okay? And yes, I was chubby. And yes, I played a lineman, but it's okay. I wanted to be the quarterback, but you know, the, the coach's son always ends up the quarterback somehow. Am I right? Uh, I probably couldn't throw. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but, but, but listen, I, I, I remember, I said, I remember that there was one week dad let me go to practice on a Wednesday night. And I think he, I don't know, I don't even know, I think grandma or grandpa made him pick me up. Because I did not get to finish practice. Because next thing I knew, I was snatched up and I was at church. I said, never mind, you're coming to church. I remember sitting, I remember going to kids' church next door, upstairs, sitting in my number 24 black Callaway Rebels jersey, sitting there in full pads watching a movie. Because I liked them. <laughs> Pastor Joshua asked why I didn't take my pads off. Well, I mean, I was third grade and I thought I looked cool in pads. I'm so broad. I'm so broad. Third grade working out, man. <laughs> I'm not going to get through this message tonight. But listen, if things are interfering constantly, now I want you to hear my heart. Please hear my heart in the way I say this. Families, you need vacations. Take family vacation occasionally, okay? Take it. T take, take, take some time for, for you and your family. You need it. Pastor Chelsea and I do it. Matter of fact, I'm going to miss a Sunday next year. I already got it on the calendar. I'm going to go away with my lovely wife. We're going to celebrate 11 years of marriage. And this is going to be great. And I'm not going to worry about the church because I know it's going to be taken care of, okay? I'm not going to have anxiety and worry about those things. So, so I, I don't remember where I was going with this. Yes, you, you need, uh, uh, but, but if things are constantly interfering, every week they're interfering. Oh, well, I can't come on Sunday because this, I can't come Wednesday because I can't come Sunday because this, I can't come Wednesday because this. If it's always interfering with you being in the place that God is moving in, it is not what God wants for you. If God has planted you here, then get your took is planted here. Okay? And then, my, my dad said it like this one time. I listened to one of his messages. When you're planted in the house of the Lord, what happens? You flourish in the courts of, what is the courts of our God? Anything that's outside the house of the Lord. So if you're planted here, God's going to bring forth his best out there. You don't have to make it happen. God brings it to you. You begin to flourish. We need to be in the place, in the room. Where God moves. You need to be faithful to church, amen? I'm coming in for a close. I feel it. I feel it in my spirit. Another three hours. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47 says this. It says this right here. You can write this down. You don't have to turn there. Acts 
42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles. Now, this is after the birth of the church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Now, they, they means they had meals and they had prayer meetings. How many of y'all, we got some meals here at High Praise, and we got intercessory prayer Wednesday nights at 6.30. So we're following the, the, the early church here. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They really liked to eat and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. 47, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now look at that, that last there. So they did all these things. They prayed together, ate together in awe of what was going on. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What's interesting here is I do see the signs and wonders. And I do see they ate together and they prayed together. I don't see it says they went out and just told everybody and everything, everybody that came into contact with, hey, can I tell you what my, my, my Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ? I'm not saying they never talked about it. I'm never saying they went out, didn't ever go out to people and talk about the goodness of God. I believe they did that. But what I'm saying here is through the simplicity of community, God began to add to their number daily because they were flowing in the way that God had called them to flow in, okay? And so you were created to influence and change community through the power of community. Say that again. You were created to influence and change community. That means the outside walls community. Through the power of this community. It's important to show up and be at church. I know we just said that. The statistic today is that two out of four Sundays a month is how often somebody will come to church. That is not enough to live in community. That's not enough to really truly know the people that you go to church with. That is not enough to really know the heart of the church and what God is speaking right now. God wants faithfulness from you so that he can use this body, so he can use you as a part of the community. And listen, if you think Jesus didn't go to church, you're wrong. Jesus went to the synagogue. This was his custom is what the Bible says. It, was, it means it was his custom, his normality just to go to church. It was his habit. It was habitual. Some of you need to just make it a habit and stop asking your kids. Some of you are saying, I, well, I don't want to go to church because I don't, because there's a lot of hypocrites there. Well, would you not be being the hypocrite by not going to church because they're hypocrites? It's kind of hypocritical in itself in of itself. I want to be like Jesus, but not follow the life they did in assembling because there's too many people that are hypocrites. That is being hypocritical in itself. You're not truly following the ways of Jesus. Following the ways of Jesus is going and making it your habit to go to church. Amen? To be part of a community. Be part of something bigger than yourself. Amen. Now, the average Christian will spend 25 times the amount of time on social media in a month than they will in church. And that's based on 75 hours a month on social. Some of you go, I don't do that. Go check your screen time. I promise you. TikTok will suck you in, some of you guys, some of you young guys. Y'all be on there for six hours, 3 a.m. You're still scrolling TikTok. I know. If you don't fellowship, my dad always says, if you don't fellowship, you'll feel like the only fellow in the ship, right? We feel lonely. We feel like an outcast. Let us not be like that. The Lord was adding people daily, not to a big box store, not to a system, but rather to a family. 
to a community. The reason that this community goes outside this community is to add to this community, to go outside, the commu- outside of this community, to get more people to come into this community, to go outside. It, 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 it keeps going. It's like the community that never ends. This is the community that never ends. Yeah, that's the way it is. That's the way God wants it to be. He wants people. He doesn't, and, and let, me say, let me say this. He doesn't, he doesn't just want people from other churches. He wants the unsaved, the people that have never met him. He wants the people that don't even know about him to know of his goodness. He wants the people that may have been beaten and abused in their life, need a family that actually truly loves them with a father's love that actually shows that they're important, not beaten, not just beat them down over the head. They need that in their life. He wants to see those people come into these doors and then healed and restored so that they can go outside of these doors to bring people into these doors to continue that restoration in other people's lives. Amen? They were accepting new people into heaven's community as people were being saved. That's what they were doing. We're called to bring the community of heaven to earth. Heaven is a community, and the kingdom is a community. I said this a minute ago. Our vision statement is equipping believers, building families, and furthering the kingdom of God. Another way we can say this is expand the community of heaven. Furthering the kingdom of God is expanding the community of heaven. That is what we're doing. True life-giving community is found and anchored in Christ. People were getting saved and brought into the community of heaven, expanding the community of the kingdom. And that's what we're going to do here. That's what high praise is called to do. That's part of the vision statement, is to expand the community of heaven, to further the kingdom of God. That's what we want to do as a church. That's what we'll be faithful to do. And somebody say, I'll be faithful to do that. Amen? Amen. I want to end with this real quickly. Band or whomever's going to play, you can go ahead and come play at this time. I want to give you real fast, real fast, a few things that strong communities are created by and a few things that strong, that, that, that will tear apart communities. So a few things that communities are created by and a few things that tear apart communities. Number one is this, strong communities are created by commingling. That means this, a blending. There's a blending of ideas, thoughts, styles, and strengths. There has to be a blend, a difference, a mixture, if you will, that come together under one common unity in order to really be a strong community. The second thing is commitment. We talked about this a little bit, showing up and standing up for. I show up and stand up for the things that I'm committed to, right? How many of you stand up for your family if somebody starts talking smack about them? I stand up for my family because I'm committed to my family. So you need to have that commitment. There needs to be communication. Guess what? You gotta talk to somebody to have community. There can be no community if there is no communication. There can't be common unity if we don't know how each other think or feel. Get out there and talk to somebody you haven't talked to in this community before. Do it. Talk to somebody you've never talked to at high praise. Create a greater community, a stronger community. That's what it does. We have to have compassion for one another. We're here to care for each other. We must be complimentary of one another. The Bible tells us to encourage one another. The word encourage means just to give courage again. To give some, just to give somebody courage once again to keep going. You're called to do that, to be complimentary, to encourage. We also should pair well together and compliment each other in their gifting, talents, and abilities, like peanut butter and jelly. That's what we're called to be like. We compliment each other, okay? And then we're going to commission or a commission. 
Meaning we have the same mission and we wanna accomplish the same thing. What is that? Equip believers, build families, further the kingdom of God. Now I wanna give you a few things that maybe some of us are, have been guilty of that we need to say, Lord, I repent tonight and I'm not gonna do that anymore because I don't wanna tear myself apart from community. Four things real quickly that tear apart communities or tear you apart from a community. Comparison. You will never think you're good enough if you continue to compare yourself to the person sitting next to you. There is no comparison to the person sitting next to you because they're not even the same as you. We are made unique, different. Everybody in this room has a different fingerprint, right? That's because God created you different and your differences are okay. There's incredible drummers in this church. They don't play like me. I heard things tonight. While Jonathan was playing, I said, I wouldn't play that. And some of it was, most of it was, that sounded really good. I, I liked that. I wouldn't play that, but I liked it. That was nice. Because I don't look at Jonathan and go, man, I'll never be as good as Jonathan. Right? Jonathan plays different than me. Marcus plays different than me. And that's okay. We don't have to compare to each other. We just need to use what God's given to, to us, amen? And let me say this, don't compare to other communities either. I know you've got, you're following different churches on Instagram and Facebook and different things. Don't start comparing high praise to other churches. Let high praise be high praise and let them be them. You, high praise is just going to do what high praise does and the high praise is going to do it well and we're going to minister in the way that God has called high praise to minister and leads the pastoral leadership to minister in and we're going to do that and if other churches want to do things different, that's okay. We don't have to do it like they do it. We're just going to stay in our lane and do what God's called us to do, amen? And that means we're not going to compromise either. We're doing what God's called us to do. There's there's no comparison. Competition, you can't work beside who you're trying to get in front of. If you're always trying to climb the ladder to jump somebody, you will, you will begin to pull yourself far from community because you can never work with the people that you're trying to beat up. Well, anyways, complacency. We can't fulfill a mission if we grow complacent. We won't compromise, won't grow complacent. Keep moving in the fire and fervor that God has cooked because we are a church on fire, huh? High praise is a church on fire for the things of the Lord. And we're gonna keep moving forward with God. We're gonna keep prophesying. We're gonna keep praying. We're gonna keep declaring. We're just keep doing all these things. And last thing is this, combative. <laughs> if you are combative, you have an argumentative spirit, stop it. And it, it a, 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 a combative spirit manifests in the way of gossip, in the way of anger, in the way of greed, in the way of all these different things, thinking you know better than pastoral leadership. Listen to me, stop it. Let's come under a common unity that is Jesus. And for this community, let's come under the common unity that we wanna equip believers, we wanna build families, and we wanna further the kingdom of God. We you lift your hands right now? Father, I thank you for your people. Go and stand if you will. Lord, I thank you for your people tonight. I thank you for this word, that it's been a fresh word of community, that it reminds us why we do what we do. Lord, it helps bring to our remembrance now to have common unity with each other.
to not try to compete with one another, to not try to be combative with one another, but rather complement one another, but rather bring together a great community. Lord, we thank you. We commit now to a new level of faithfulness to the community of high praise. Lord, we thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that as we do that, you're using us as a vessel to do what you want done in this community, to see the community of heaven expanded here on earth. Our prayer is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our prayer is also, here am I, send me, Father. So I thank you, Lord, that as we're sent, as we go out into the community, we are bringing the community of heaven here to earth by seeing people saved, healed, and delivered. So, Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory for everything you've done, everything you're doing, and everything you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name, if you believe it, will you give God a hand clap and shout of praise? Amen. Come on, can you let Pastor Mike know how much you love him and appreciate him tonight? Come on, did you get something out of this word tonight? Amen. We're going to live in community. And listen, whenever you live in community, the good news is this. You'll go a lot further. You'll get a lot more accomplished. Because one can put 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000. You are more effective whenever you are joined and knitted with someone else than you are on your own. Listen, you need community. It's important. We're going to have teams up here if you need ministry. They'll be here uh, for you tonight. Don't forget, we'll be back Sunday, 10 a.m. We'll be beginning that new series, Power of Thanksgiving. Uh, AR is going to be ministering. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be wonderful. We love you. We speak blessing, favor, increase over you. We declare you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And you're going to prosper this week in everything you set your hands to do. We love you. And we will see you on Sunday. God bless you. You're dismissed. Love y'all. Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.